I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh-oh. I'm missing the music. I'm missing the beat. Guys, welcome back to 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days after show. We're so excited to be here. Ashley, Stacy, we're missing one of our girls, but we are just home quarantining and 90 days and chilling. Say hi, guys. Hi, everyone. So happy What's to going back. on? <laughs> so happy to be back. We so are. What were your overall thoughts of this episode, Can't Buy Me Love? I wanted to see more Darcy and Tom. I feel like we haven't got enough of them and they just keep leaving us like on our toes and they're not giving us anything. I feel like I'm, I'm like, it's, there's not enough. There's not enough of them and they're really hush hush online. So even more so I'm like, okay, I don't even know what's going on with this couple at all. Yeah. I was a little frustrated with uh, certain parts of the episode, um, but I'll get into that when we break down the couples. I, uh... I like the pace of it. I think that, like you, Stacey, I haven't seen enough of the uh, Darcy and Tom, and they keep just, like, building it up and showing us text messages, and we get, like, two minutes of them at the end of the episode, and I'm just like, let's find out already what is going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. No, I do agree with that. We're not getting enough with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, let's jump in. So first couple, Varia and Jeffrey... And we know that they had this big fight. He spent uh, the evening alone and he's mad at her for talking to another American and he feels jealous. And so he's like, calls Mary, his ex-girlfriend slash good friend for advice. And she's basically like, you know what? I don't know why you're over there uh, because you have me right here. But if you're over there, then you have to give her a, uh, you know, a minute to explain. What did you guys think of that whole thing? I feel like he's doing the same thing as her. He's keeping someone on the side for just in case. Like Varia is keeping that. I'm not saying Varia is with keeping that guy on the side because she wants to see if that will work or if it's going to work out with Jeffrey or then it's going to work out with that guy. But he's doing the same thing. Like he's keeping this lady. He's like, she's my friend. But knowing that she's into him, you could even tell the smirk on his face. He likes it. Yeah. He's kind of like, you can't. And then I feel like we saw his temper and I feel like her friends could tell that from not even meeting him. Like they were scared about that. And that was what really worrisome for me. Ashley. I'm going to just give my overall thoughts on this couple in general. Um, I do think that Varya is strategically dating American men. Um, I think she's strategically picking out American men, but I don't think she's necessarily wrong that I think that sometimes in dating in marriage and any kind of partnership there's um an emotional aspect and then there's the practical aspect so I think she's thinking with her left brain when it comes to to dating a bit so I can't say she's wrong but I also think that she really does have a true um have has true feelings for Jeffrey um I also think that Jeffrey um has been kind of gifted with Mary Knowing Jeffrey's past, um, he has someone in his corner that basically knows his dark, deep, deepest, darkest secrets, but it's like he's looking past her 
when it's like, that's probably the person that you should be with. Because if someone really knew everything that you had going on, I'm not sure that they would be, you know, 100% on board with you. So I think he really needs to kind of dial back a bit and uh, give Mary a shot. Because that might be the one for you. Everybody has a level of crazy, but everybody can't deal with everybody's crazy. You know what I mean? So. No, I, I agree. But I think that... Uh the reason why he's not doing that or the reason why he's keeping her in the back pocket is that he wants to be able to control the situation and control uh, the person that he dates. And I think that with her knowing everything about him, she, he's not able to do that with her. And I think that he thought that he was going to be able to get, you know, a Russian bride who he was able to be in charge of and, uh, bring her back to America where she knows no one, but he he's the boss of her. And do you know what I mean? But instead, he's finding out that she is strategically dating. And that is what dating is. They didn't say they were an exclusive relationship. They said that they were dating. So she can be, feel free to date whoever she wants to date because that that's what dating is. Yeah. Once you say, hey, I'm exclusive and we're in a relationship together, then that's different. And then I think he would have something to be mad about. But you can't be mad because she's dating. Do you know what I mean? Well, she hasn't even met you up until this point. Well, I think the problem is she's not even dating the other guy. She's saying that it's a platonic friendship. And um, regardless of if I, we believe her or if he believes her, that's what she's saying that relationship dynamic is. So she doesn't really owe him an explanation at all. Like, yeah. she doesn't have to say, you know, this is my American friend. That's just a friend that she has. She has a life. She's a human being. She should be able to, you know, build friendships. Why not? Didn't he meet her on one of these sites? So what are you expecting? Right. And, right. All their American guys, a lot of these women want to come to America. Like, why would you go specifically to a site for, like, Russian women? Like, it, it <laughs> I, I just think he just, like, contradicts himself, like, the whole episode. <laughs> it's I agree. I agree. And I thought that it was interesting when... Uh, she mentioned that they were just platonic and uh, he only messages her on Instagram. And he's like, well, I saw on your phone in your WhatsApp, an English message. Didn't you think that was kind of like, whoa, you're already going over the top right now. How dare you invade my privacy? You've been here for less than a week. Okay. So I did hear him say that, but we don't know how he ended up seeing it. They could have been sitting next to each other and he happened to look over and a WhatsApp message popped up. And that to me was like kind of a justified reason for his, not the crazy part, not the anger, but for his suspicion. Cause it's like, if he did see something, these little things are probably feeding into his suspicion. Uh, I mean, I think it's feeding into his insecurity to be honest, because so what she got a message. How often have you ever been on a date and you get a message? Does someone look over on your phone and then go ahead and turn around and use it against you when they're mad? That's mm. not cool. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Stacy, sorry? Anger's just going to get worse over time. And I feel like going off in front of your friends like that is just a huge red flag that you need to run away now. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, moving on. Usman and Lisa. So. <laughs> okay. I don't even know where to begin. So... They're arguing about his quote unquote behavior, about ABBA, about her feeling disrespected. And um, he's, just, she, he's just like, you know what? You're right. Uh, it won't happen again. 
let's get ready to go to barcode i'm performing all of that what did you guys a think of their constant bickering what did you guys think of her complaining about um the place that they went after uh the performance the hotel room and then what did you also think of the performance and the fans reactions um I just think she complains a lot, just period. There's no, there's no other way to, to put it. She complains an awful lot. And it's like, you're in a foreign country. You're not going to have American accommodations. Get over it, girlfriend. And it's not like you have to stay there for the rest of your life. You're there for a short amount of time. Enjoy your fiance or your soon-to-be fiance and live life. And I don't think that she's really, I don't think she has the, emotional maturity to deal with his lifestyle and his female fans and you know the things that come along with his career I don't think she she's just she doesn't have it in her to deal with that I think she's controlling I think she's condescending towards him I think she wants to rule his life and I think he's throwing her his career away more being with her than he is going to gain coming to the U.S. because she's just going to get worse and the like, thing about it is that he really thinks he's going to get ahead with being with her. And that's what's so crazy. Like, no, you're doing the complete opposite. I thought it was interesting because what he said is he wants to get married. He wants to live in the U.S. He wants to have kids and he wants to maintain his quote unquote superstar status. So right. he has a plan to come over to America and be a superstar here. And she's the gateway in. However, he's, he, I think, didn't realize that she's kind of a complainer, for a lack of a better word. And she complains about everything. And she's also very, very controlling. And even though she doesn't know about anything about the music industry, she feels like what she says goes. And that's kind of just not okay. Yeah, I know. Agreed. Go ahead, Stacey. Sorry. I, I just everything about it was like cringy like her on the carpet to him posing with her to them him dedicating that or talking about his dedication to her through that song and to the fans like what the heck to her pulling out her little case with her flip phone recording i was like it's just yeah it's what is he doing is so awkward yeah it was awkward and it was awkward when he was like my beautiful white american fiance you saw crickets like throughout the club <laughs> we're like wait what what's happening what's going on what just happened what did you just say that was really awkward it was super awkward like she wanted him she told him you have to say this it just didn't go you didn't have to say that in front of everyone and no you really didn't wanted to like just like make it seem yeah it just was bad. I just. Danny being, Danny being in the live chat said that Lisa is delusional. Um, and and uh, Lisa Bailey Height said Usman and Lisa are a joke. Um, so it doesn't seem like people are feeling, feeling them as a couple at all. The live chat's not feeling them. Yeah, <laughs> I just think she's really, really disrespectful. And I think that, uh, like you guys mentioned, you're in another country respect the culture even if that's only for a short amount of time like you have three weeks there can you try to behave yourself for three weeks anyways let's move on to darcy and tom so we see a snippet of darcy and tom we mostly see them going back and forth in text um 
but she feels like Tom did her dirty. He says what I thought was interesting that Darcy doesn't know how much she, he loves her, but he loves her a lot. And I was like, really, Tom? Really? Oh, how and, so then, how? and then, what'd you say? I said, how sway? How? Like, how, how is that love? I need to know. <laughs> um, so he th thinks that there's still something there or he wants closure. And then Darcy just wants to be the badass bitch. She wants to come in. She doesn't have a good feeling about it. So she wants to have like the upper hand before he has the opportunity to hurt her. At least that's what I thought. What did you guys think? Um, I said this last week. I just want Darcy to, I, I really would have loved her to have just moved on. Just put him on ice and move on. I think that would have been the most empowering thing she could have done. There's nothing he can say to really justify him going Instagram public with another woman. Stacy, I don't, I, I think he gave her breadcrumbs, like the whole relationship. He didn't give her anything. He goes back home and then it's like, oh, I'll kind of call you, I'll text you, I'll give you. And she wants more. She's like very emotional. She needs like support. She needs someone to talk to her daily. She needs all that. And, um, I think also what turned him off was like the Jesse thing of her not being over Jesse. And so I feel like he probably distanced himself because of that. But she's, I mean, she's over Jesse, but she has to deal with a lot of those emotional things about him. Cause I can tell it's like kind of spewing into this. I just think he wasn't that into her. I think that they have a different love style and you know, he had his fun. He went back and he's like, mm, whatever. She, she's convenient. Like, I enjoy her company, but I'm not trying to be in a relationship with her. I think that's kind of the vibe that he gave me, at least. I agree, Linda. I think he views her as, like, the fun girl. Yeah. She's good for a good time, and, yeah. you know, that's yeah. it. Uh, Jamie Nixon in the in the live chat said, so over Tom and Darcy, they're just self-promoting, and their story seems fake. Lisa Bailey Heights said, oh, Darcy, Tom said he really loves her, but that wasn't shown in his actions. Very, very true. Like very, Stacey said, bread coming. Very true. Uh, let's talk about Ed and Rosemary. Okay, so Ed and Rosemary, we see that Ed is emotional. Uh, he's crying. And Rosemary is not answering his phone call. So he texts and then he makes a big deal about how he texts and then he translated uh, it and to show like respect to her, which I thought was so weird, but we can get into that later. Um, but he wants to meet her at the cafe and she's like an hour and a half late, but she did show up. Did you guys think that she was going to show up? No, I mean, I, I didn't because I think she's, I think she, she doesn't want him like at all, at all, at all. And I hate the fact that Ed backpedaled on his initial request for the STD test. I hate that he did that. Stand by your standards. Like you have that standard in place for a reason, regardless of how she feels about your standards, you need to stand by your standards. If you feel like you don't, you're unsure about her past and it would make you feel more comfortable for you guys to both get STD tests, then do it. And I just, I think a lot of people were coming at him for not wanting to get the STD test in the Philippines. It was no knock to the Philippines. It's just, that's not his comfort level. 
And I just didn't think that was fair that he felt pressured because of her temper tantrum, essentially, um, to pull back on his request or his want uh, for her to have an STD test. I just feel like he is trying to appease her just to keep her around so that way he's not lonely. And I think that's really sad. She doesn't like him. Yeah, like you said, she doesn't like him at all. There's like no no attraction, no connection. Like she doesn't even want to like, can't you tell even when they're walking it's like no, like there's nothing. Well, even more to that, Stacey, she looks disgusted every time she's looking at him. So it's like she doesn't want him. Her That whole temper tantrum about him questioning her about it, her past and the STD test, sweetie, that's normal conversation that people have when they're getting into a relationship. Oh, so what happened with you and your ex? Why is that so hard to answer? To me, that would be a red flag. Do you think he's just pushing and pushing to be with her and she's just kind of like giving in? Like, no, I think she wants to try to, she wanted a better life for her and her son, but she realized what was going to come with that. And I, I believe she's gone now. Linda. Yes. You sitting over there, mighty quiet girlfriend. Cause I, I think that, uh, I, cause you know, I respectfully disagree with you on the STD part. I think that he was using the STD uh, test as like a power play towards her. I think that he thought, I think he had an impression of who he thought he was, who he thought she was, as in she's young, she's probably a party girl. She's in this third world country. So she probably sleeps around. She's a single mom. I don't know the dad. So I think basically she's like a hoe and I want to make sure that she's not that and I don't catch anything from her. So I'm going to go ahead and tell her that she needs to take an STD test, but I don't feel comfortable taking an STD test in your country. I think that's hypocritical. I think it's, it's, it's really like a power move that is just not okay with me. If you actually do have the standard where we're all adults and we're like, Hey, I need to take an STD test and you need to take an STD test. TD test so that we can both feel comfortable. That's one thing. And I know we mentioned it last week where if, hey, he came with his STD test and here, here are my results. This makes me feel comfortable. Can you also do the same thing? That's different. That's not what he did here. He was like, I am afraid to lose her. Now that I called her out and she pushed back on it, I'm going to now pull back. And I think that that's a sign of uh, just like a weak relationship in a weak situation i'm buying you that's pretty much what you are to me so you better yeah prepare i don't i don't see it that way you guys i just i i think he has every right yes maybe he should have shown up to the philippines with his test results i agree with that but he didn't but i still don't think that that negates the fact that he can still decide if he wants to take his std test in the philippines or in the u.s he pays for his, his health insurance, I'm sure. So he can decide if he wants to get it done in the Philippines or if he wants to get it done in the US. Bottom line, Rosemary, I want you to get an STD test. I'm going to get an STD test. We can compare results and then we can get it on after that. Okay, what well, then that's, the that's fair. That, that's fair, but that, doesn't, that means that on this trip, there's no sex because if he right. needs to go back to the US to get his STD test, and then come back. That's a whole different thing. But that's not what he's saying, actually. That's not what he's saying. He wanted well, if her. That, if, he's, if he's holding. Hold on, if hold he's, on, hold on, hold what? on. 
He wanted to, her to take that test while he was there so he could feel comfortable in having sex with her while he was there. That's what he okay. was saying. It, now, if that is the case, that's wrong. And I would have, I just would, but that still does not justify the level of anger that she showed. That still does not justify the temper tantrum. And to me, all of that was a red flag that it was something else going on or that she was not interested. I would have just flat out told him, that's fine. I'll go ahead and take it, but I need your test results, sir, as well. And we're just going to have to hold off on sex, period. It, that, that's, a, that's an adult conversation yeah, yeah. i don't think i don't think it warranted her response at all maybe she just wanted to get away from having sex period from him i just think she doesn't want him before this gets anything <laughs> uh guys let's move on to erica and stephanie so uh we see erica and stephanie kind of spend the first uh evening together uh, at the hotel, uh, Stephanie brings her a bunch of gifts and uh, they kind of have like a moment where you think they're going to kiss, but then Stephanie is like not 100% ready yet. So she's like, let me go take a bubble bath, all of this stuff. And uh, they order that $100 bottle of champagne and she gets like all dolled up and uh, calls Erica into the bathroom erica's a little taken aback by her outfit but then they also <laughs> have that first kiss what did you think of their whole thing not i mean not much <laughs> it was cool i guess i mean they seem to really like each other and enjoy each other's company um my my bigger concern though is erica seems to just be naturally more free-spirited and Stephanie has a lot of restrictions. Like she's very restricted. Just her lifestyle is just very restricted. So I'm just not sure if, I, I think mentally and emotionally, Erica's okay with it, but I just think her natural way of being and her natural disposition is not gonna work. Like it's gonna, it's gonna create a lot of contention between the two. Yeah, I think she's going to start getting annoyed and frustrated because you could already tell when she was pulling out all her medications, she was like, oh, like kind of uncomfortable. Like yeah, that moment when at the wild animal park, um, it was, that was awkward. And that's when I got concerned, like, this is going to be a problem. She's not going to be able to handle it. I think her heart in her heart, she probably will want to, but I think when it comes down to the nitty gritty, she won't be able to. Yeah, so I think that uh, their first kiss was adorable. I think that that was the highlight of what we saw in this episode. I think that once they went to the animal rescue place, or or not animal rescue place, I'm thinking of uh, Tiger King. Once they went to uh, the animal place with the kangaroos, and she saw how she had to wipe everything down, and when she pulled out all of those medications, I think Erica actually got a little taken aback by it. And mm -hmm. she even said on her one-on-one -on -one that uh, this, her illness is more serious than Stephanie really let her know. So I think that she was like, wow, I thought we're both like 20 somethings. We're just gonna be out here having a good time and you know, partying it up. And then she's realizing that uh, Stephanie has a lot of limitations and is not a party girl is really more of a homebody 
hence like her whole YouTube thing. So I think that, like you said, Ashley, I think that their lifestyles and where they are in their lives is going to be a reality check. They might really like each other and definitely have a connection, but you also have to have some similarities in how you're living your life in the moment. And they're definitely living different lives. Mm-hmm. I agree. Agreed. All right, moving on then. Uh, David. Uh, okay. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, God. It's like another either. David, David, David. I don't even know what to say about this guy. So no messages from Lana. Obviously, she didn't show up because she doesn't exist. Uh, he thinks it's a good idea to go and find her because he has some random address that she gave him when they were supposed to take a cruise that she didn't show up to. Uh, and he was really, it was really sad to me where you see him like go to the, the, uh, the train station, train station. not, she's not there looking around. She's not there. Goes to the cafe, pulls out his laptop because he doesn't have a phone number on her. He can't text her, can't call her, but has to go. And what I was thinking, like, you want to go back to the site and, you know, he has to pay every time he's trying to message her. So are you paying even when she's not online? Like, I didn't know how that thing whole like, <laughs> I how think it's per message. So he sends, he sends this message. I kept my word. I'm here. Where are you? And the producer tried to throw him a bone and say, hey, maybe she's going to be on Sunday's train. And we all know that she's not going to be on Sunday's train. And then he talks to his friend, Anya, and says all this stuff. And she basically is like, you're being clown, dude. Like, you need to stop this. But he is like, I am not leaving here without seeing her and meeting her. And I just think, like, wow, like, are you delusional? Like, I thought Yolanda was delusional. I thought Caesar was delusional. But this dude, not once, not twice, not three times, but four times, a hundred thousand plus later and you seven years and you've never met her and you're still trying to to meet this invisible person seven years guys that's not nuts. not only has he never met her but he doesn't even have her phone number <laughs> like that is so that's next level delusional i i honestly don't have too much to say about david but i will say after watching his storyline, after watching Yolanda's storyline, I kind of can't help but wonder or think if TLC had issues casting for this season, because I'm like, why are these people even on here? Like their storylines are so obviously crazy. And these, these significant others in their minds don't really exist. Why are they even, why are we, why are we still watching them? So a part of me is like, were there casting issues? <laughs> gotcha. Stacy. I, yeah, there's no point in him on the show. I think it's just like, he's delusional, <laughs> desperate. And there's nothing, there's nothing there. He gives us nothing. And it's just like, we're going to continue watching him like Caesar and just get rejected, rejected, or um, his phone calls get ignore, ignored, everything like that. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm with Ashley. I don't understand why they put cast members on the show like this. Like, we don't get anything from them. Just... A, a part of me wants to say that there's a group of people that, that do this. There's a group of people that are in relationships with people that they've never met before. And 
they hold on to that situation for as long as they can. And I think that what makes him so extreme is all the money he's put into it and for how long. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can meet someone online and like, okay, so you meet someone online and maybe back and forth, you're texting online for like a week, right? And you think that you're getting closer because you guys are texting back and forth and vibing, but you guys have never talked on the phone and you haven't met yet, right? Then maybe you have like a conversation and the conversation is like kind of awkward because you had already text for like a week and, but it still goes kind of cool. And then you meet the person and then there's no connection and you've had this like romantic relationship for like a week. Do you know what I mean? And then there's nothing, but he's had this romantic relationship in his head for seven years. Yeah. Most people couldn't, most people wouldn't drag it on for so long and spend so much money. But just think about that. Like he's built her up to be something that even when they meet, she's not going to meet the standard that he has for her in his mind. Um, London Joy in the live chat said, David is a walking billboard for gullible American man with money to spend on foreign companionship. Hmm. Very true. Um, no, I, I'm like, I, I, I'm shocked. I just think it's, it's weird for seven years. I guess there are people that do that. They talk to people on Instagram forever and then you're not actually texting them and then you go and meet up with them. But you're like, oh, we talked through an app, not through... Yeah. It's weird. Like if you haven't had any texting, any of those communication, like obviously it's a weird situation and it's nothing. It's really nothing. Agreed. You know Shall what? We... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. Chuck Williams in the live chat said, didn't David's friend marry one of those U Ukrainian workers? He did. His friend married um, a Ukrainian woman on one of those websites. So I think David has that same expectation in his mind. He thinks that he's going to have the same uh, outcome with Lana and it's just not panning out that way. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Shall we move on to our special segment? What do you think, guys? What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> From tonight is, would you take an STD test if the guy you were dating says to take one or girl, but they weren't going to take one? No, do? we both need to take one. That's only fair. That's reasonable, like for both parties to take one. What if but don't tell me where I can or can't take it. I choose that, but yeah. I will take it. Linda. Are you trying to tell me that the person that I'm dating <laughs> says to me, you I need you to take an STD test, but I'm not gonna take an STD test? I'll take one eventually, kind of like Big Ed. I'll take one eventually when I get back to my country. Okay, well, bye. That's it, bye. I, I wouldn't take the test. If we're both not taking the test, then what's the point? Why should I take a test and you don't take the test? That's not responsible, reciprocal behavior. If you, if you want to go and take the test at a later date, and I'm still interested in you in that later date, then maybe I'll go and take the test and maybe we'll get it on. But until, until then, no, no, thank you. No, I really, I agree with you guys. I think it's selfish. I think it's showing that you're putting, you're willing to put my life or my health at risk, but you don't, you know, yours is fine. As long as you're taken care of, that's all that matters. So yeah, it's, it's outrageous. Yeah, that's all I got. But you guys, that's not what Big Ed was doing. 
I have big ass back on this. I'm sorry. That's not what I don't think that was its intention. So you think it was kind of like to manipulate her a little bit to like get No, I think I think what's happening is this age difference is making people think that there's manipulation tactics, there's uh power plays happening. I don't think it's that at all. If anybody's being manipulative, I think it's Rosemarie. Um but I don't think he's trying to manipulate her or he just, he's scared. I think he's operating out of fear. He wants to make sure he's probably being, I won't even say he's being overly cautious, but he's being cautious. He wants to make sure he's not walking into something, you know, crazy or dangerous. So he's, he's got a, he's got a touch of Paul in him and um, he wants to make sure he didn't handle, he didn't, his approach wasn't the best, but I don't think his intention was malicious. And I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, speaking of Big Ed, uh, <laughs> Big Ed in News and Gossip, we have moved on to News and Gossip. And gossip. <laughs> uh, Big Ed had a shower challenge. So he issued a COVID-19 shower challenge to remind everyone to stay clean. And Jeffrey was one of the first ones that uh, jumped on uh, this whole challenge in the shower and so we saw big ed uh with his dog and then we saw jeffrey and jeffrey did like some weird like outside thing with his dog uh but what was interesting to me was avery joined the challenge varia joined the challenge uh tom joined the challenge laura joined the challenge and they all so you see like on instagram all over like them in their showers some with their dogs uh avery brought in a like a barbell <laughs> with them and uh i guess they had a lot of fun with it people were wondering like what's the point of this like why why are you guys doing this like what's the purpose and i guess the purpose was a they're bored and b they're bored and c he's trying to raise awareness about like not just washing your hands but washing your whole body did you guys see this and what did you guys think yeah well i saw the initial shower scene with big ed and teddy and it was like oh this is interesting but i thought it was cute how he you know turned it into a whole challenge and you know people got in on it i didn't see everyone shower but i will go back and watch them yeah it was something it was something else <laughs> uh jeffrey uh guys jeffrey is an actor and he is known to have a, a big connection with uh, the Snapped community on Oxygen. So he played the BTK uh, killer on Snapped. He was That's, also- He shouldn't tell anybody that. <laughs> he shouldn't tell anybody. Snapped, you know, you know what Snapped is, right? I do, I watch it. So I'm oh, all over- Oh my gosh. I'm all Go over- I'm all over true crime stuff, but I want you guys to just hear, I pulled out some of his stuff that he's done from IMDb. So he was in a movie called Dying to Belong. He's done Murder by Numbers. He's done Snapped, the original, and also Snapped Killer Couples. He's done Fatal Attraction. Uh, he's done this thing called Mute where he plays an international agent. Uh, and then, of course, we know about the BTK. So, theme, anyone? Theme, right, right. That's what I was saying. He, he, 
he probably should have kept that in his back pocket because knowing his background now, knowing his dark past, and now you're portraying, you know, you're acting in these roles that are very much so in line with your true life is kind of scary. <laughs> I mean, all, all I have to say is like, you keep getting these parts and your questionable path. I don't know, like true, what is the saying where art imitates true life? True life. Imitates art, all that whole thing. I don't know, for me, it's a little scary and it's a little like, oh, did I mention that he was in a movie called Duplicitous, which I think I'm just gonna end news and gossip on that. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So basically he's going into these auditions and he's nailing it. There he's like, go. I would just be myself. There you go. <laughs> Guys, can we give some shout outs, Ashley, to the live chat and anyone yes. that commented last week? Our, yes, our live chats are going up right now. Uh, Dion Lehman, Denny Bean, Kelsey Lynn, Toby Flinderson, Beautiful Boy, Monica Valencia, Chuck Williams is in the live chat making everybody laugh tonight, um, including to myself. <laughs> Dias Amrell. Monica Valencia, I think I said her name already. Kelsey Lynn. Um, the live chat is just going on. Kevin Nash, London Joy, Kelsey Lynn, Gina B, Chuck Williams, which I said already. So yeah, everybody's just getting in on the conversation. Everybody's got a lot to say. Thank you guys so much. We definitely appreciate you. Make sure you scroll up to the top of your screen. Hit the thumbs up button. Leave us a comment after you've left a comment in a live chat. Leave us a comment on the replay because we do go in the comments. We respond to you guys. We engage with you guys because we love and appreciate you all. <laughs> so too. Guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, here from our homes. I hope everyone is staying safe and social distancing. Yes. And we're definitely absolutely going to get through this. And I know that probably some of us are a little stir crazy because we probably haven't stayed home for this amount of time. But just know that you're not only helping yourself, you're helping, you know, bend the curve. So thank you so much for joining us and make sure that you like, subscribe. If you want to hit us up on social media and keep this conversation rolling, you can contact me anywhere on social media at Linda So Girly, Ashley. You guys can find me on Instagram at Ms. Ashley Marie. And Stacy. Stacy underscore Olivas and at Night A Fiance now and send me your TikToks. Night A Fiance. Oh, yeah. Stacy's been getting the TikToks going. Fiance one, guys. We got to keep this going. <laughs> I love that. And actually, it's true because, guys, part of what we learned this week and we will, if you're staying with us for our next show, News and Gossip, we'll talk a little bit about it. But the 90 day fiance TLC production is shut down. So there are not only no new episodes, there will not be a finale and or a tell all. So we're kind of like stuck in the air. So if you do follow and you should be following 90 day fiance now on Instagram, if you send your 90 day TikToks, I'm sure Stacy will somehow make sure that the 90-day roll keeps rolling. Okay, guys. Till next time, we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.